So how's everyone doing? Guys, you're so quiet. How's everyone doing? Just want to make sure the bar's the back. Everyone, make sure you get your beers in before the game, while during the game. I'm very excited because I'm a, I'm a big Liverpool fan, so I just want to see them play. So, uh, so just a question for you guys. Looking into this game, I want to hear a big roar from the crowd. Who thinks Liverpool will win, though? Just a crowd win. And Real? Yikes. <laughs> well, let's welcome up our next panel. It's moderated by James Sharman with Brendan Dunlop and Thomas Dobby. Let's give him a big round of applause, guys. Welcome. Where's Dobby? All right. I see a few red shirts here. Good. I'm glad to hear it. I see a, a couple of white big shirts rim. slithering around somewhere. And one black shirt. Yep. We you, should, um, before we begin that, today, no. actually, just, um, it's been a big result today already, a huge match, actually worth more money than today's big final, yeah. and that's the playoff final. Aston Villa, Fulham at stake, a place in the Premier League next year. It's just finished. Fulham won. But yeah, they won. Fulham won, Aston Villa nil. Ah, uh, poor Dunlop. Brendan here is a huge Villa fan. Stop. Which makes it even more enjoyable. Uh, yeah, yeah. This is the best place in the world to be after a I playoff. I can't believe final you loss. have to do this right now. As a guy who's been there twice, yeah. And I went last time Sheffield United were in the uh, League One playoff final. They lost some penalties, and I was there. I went for the weekend, and the trip back was absolutely miserable. I was gutted for 48 hours. So I honestly feel bad for you having to be up with up here with us and we're gonna make funny about it the whole time I, uh, so. yeah well I, I, I appreciate the well wishes <laughs> I guess the consolation is I get to spend my time with you two guys who always fill me with confidence and and compliments so uh, there's that well I mean that that game is worth about 200 million pounds right um, as opposed to the winner today in um, Kiev win about 100 million pounds so that speaks for itself how big it is um, are there any like footy talks veterans here or are you all like a, a new crowd? New crowd? All right, so let me just, in that case, make some quick introductions as to who these idiots are. Um, on the far left, Thomas Dobby, uh, currently producer of the Tim and Sid show on Sportsnet, formerly producer of Fox Soccer News, and before then producer of a show called The Footy Show, which was on The Score many, many years ago, may it rest in peace. He, he also featured on you, the Footy you. Show podcast. Um, so that's, that's, Tom knows his stuff. He's a Blades fan, but that's okay. He knows his stuff. Beside me, you know this guy. He hosts um, regularly on Sportsnet's uh, highlight show in the evenings. Um, he also hosted Fox Soccer News and appeared as our whipping boy on the, on the Footy Show many, many years ago. He also Twitter, Twitter guy and whipping boy. Twitter guy and whipping boy, yeah. yeah. So today's final, it, is, it could be a classic, could it not? It could be a great one, but for the first time in a long time, I have no idea really what's going to happen today. This could be, could be a 2-2 draw going to penalties. It could be a blowout either way. It could be a 3-2 or a 4-3 bomb burner. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know what to expect. 
Uh, do you guys agree, or have you got an idea what might happen? I mean, I mean, every time you expect a ton of goals, you think, oh, it's going to be a goal fest, and then it's a nil-nil. So you really can't predict that, right? And last year, I think we expected, oh, Juventus, Real will be cagey, and it'll be close, and then there's a goal 10 minutes in, and all of a sudden you get a, you know, a, a 4-1 game. So I think we, we all hope that there's goals. I think we all hope that it's open, but I think until you see how the game settles in, and you know, Real Madrid might want to just play the first 20 minutes very cagey and they're the ones that have been there and Liverpool are the ones that I think have to go out and try to assert some sort of uh, dominance and attack early so it'll be fascinating either way but I think expecting goals is, is one thing but actually getting them is you have to see how it plays out. And that's what makes this final so exciting as yeah. you said it could, it could be a blowout either way and you wouldn't be surprised if, if Liverpool scored two goals in the first half and it goes that way for, the, for an hour I honestly wouldn't be surprised at all to see that. However, I do think that the experience, the pedigree that Real Madrid have had, it, this being their, their third time, the fact that the familiarity in the starting 11 that we've seen again today, the same starting 11 as last year, no bail starting. So I think that uh, it's definitely Real Madrid's game to lose, but you know, Liverpool could take, it, could take it from them, and I don't think we'd all, we would be stunned if they did. I'd say if it goes 2-0 Reds at some point, I'll be extremely nervous be running around here shirtless yes. won't you <laughs> no I won't be because that means nothing that's game on now for Real Madrid yeah. right we know both teams have, have holes all over the field defensively attacking wise yeah sure they're, they're both wonderful we, we know that but at the back and even in the midfield there's opportunities I think for both teams here um, this Real Madrid team is not of vintage ilk it's very good obviously they won the last two but you look at La Liga this season very inconsistent um, and you've got some players there who are aging, including, dare I say it, Cristiano Ronaldo, who, who still has evolved into this new fox-in-the-box style of footballer, although he says he's 23. Did you see that this week? He says, biologically, I am 23 years old. That's all the Herbalife. Which means he scored 31 goals for United when he was nine. <laughs> That's impressive. That's pretty good. It's very yeah. impressive, yeah. Um, but yeah, he's obviously the danger man, but have we got the teams yet? Have they been announced? Must yeah, we have. The 11s? Yes, we do. What, what are they? So Real Madrid have the exact same 11 as last season, and I believe two seasons ago as well. I want to say that this is the third straight year they've had the exact same 11 in the final. No bail. But I can... So no uh, bail, so Ish goes in? I'll read them out to you here. Why don't we just go through the 11s together yep. and we can dissect a little bit. So it's Real like Madrid, same podcast. 11 as last year. Navas, Carvajal, Varane... Ramos, Marcelo, Casemiro, Modric, Cruz, Isco, Benzema, and Ronaldo. So same exact 11. So like 4-3-1-2 type thing. Four, I guess four, so. Two, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it, it lines up that way. And then Liverpool, Karius, Robertson, Lovren, Van Dijk, Alexander-Arnold, Henderson, Milner, Wijnaldum, Mane, Salah, Firmino. So no real surprises there. Uh, Chan on the bench, I know he's had some fitness issues, but... Well, that's you know, interesting, it's, it's, isn't it? Because if you picked this team back in August for Liverpool saying you're in the Champions League final who is your midfield you know back then the midfield would be Phil Coutinho Emre Can and then probably Adam Lallana yeah right it's a completely different midfield now and honestly I mean we always we always hate on English players but Henderson and Milner are the spine of that team and the, the seasons that they have had Milner has been fantastic I think he's one That's of the most great. underrated players in the game right now very good hopes for England yeah let's all right, we're going to get our hopes up. Three weeks away. Let's go. A lot of James Milner fans right in the center here. <laughs> no, he's been, he's been yeah, fantastic. Yeah, you're right, but that being said, they've signed Naby Keita for, for next season because they need to address that central middle of the park. Um, Klopp says he's got to find a, a Phil Coutinho replacement, so 
enjoy Henderson and, and Milner right now because I, I don't think, even as a captain, Hendo's not guaranteed to start next year. I think it could be really interesting, actually. But that's next year. This is all about today. And I think those, those formations make sense. You've got to put more people in midfield for Real Madrid to try and combat um, the, the front three of, of Liverpool, yeah. who are frightening, as I, we know. I'm actually curious to your take, though, because Liverpool have been so good in the first legs on, in, in the build-up to this. I mean, against Roma, against Man City, against Porto. I, I feel like the one, the one game, the one, one match final really plays to their strength, actually, to their favor. I think they have a lot better chance to beat Real Madrid in 90 minutes or 120 than they would over two legs. Do you think that's the case? Yeah, you could be right. Yeah. I, I think this will be decided by moments of chaos. Right? That's what both these teams you know, thrive on, uh, those, those little moments of brilliance. And we've seen Real do it throughout this campaign in the Champions League. Ronaldo especially, 15 goals in 12 games, including that worldie over the head a couple of rounds ago. So people criticize Real Madrid, but if you look at their path to the final, my God, they beat PSG. That's it. I mean, you're saying, Neymar. Yeah, you said it's not a vintage Real Madrid team, and I'm like thinking, well, well look at the not. teams they've got. They didn't even win the group, and then they have to go through the likes of PSG. They were underdogs to, to get out of that, I think, and then right. they go through Juventus. I mean, right. now, as PSG, much as they, PSG without Neymar, right, sure. who, who are not battle-hardened because they have softies every week in France. Juventus was the better team. Right? There were two 10-minute spells where Real benefited and they won. See, Real Madrid fans nodding there in agreement. And Bayern Munich, Kayla Navas, if not for him, Bayern's playing today. Right? But Simple they're there again, and they've been there. That's, I, I just think, for me, I, I like to gamble. I like to bet on the games. I'm actually surprised that Real Madrid aren't more of an overwhelming favorite just because they've been there and done that and they've got the experience, and I think that's going to play massively today for them. I think Liverpool are the ones that are going to have the nerves, and they can get past that. They've got a shot, but for me, just the experience of being there so many times in a row for Real Madrid is going to be a massive factor today. In comparison to the last two Liverpool Champions League finals, how confident do you feel about this side? Because, as we say, it seems as though Real Madrid should be overwhelming favorites, but we wouldn't be surprised if Liverpool win 2-0. I feel way more confident than 2005. If you look at the two teams back in 2005 to now, I think it is four players would make from 2005 would make this year's team. Make the side. And that's um, probably Jersey Duduk in goal. Probably. <laughs> Gerard. Um, Gerard, Xabi Alonso, um, Carragher, and Hoopier. Although Van Dijk, it's, it's tough to say, right? Yeah. Apart from that, you know, I mean, with respect to Steve Finnan and John Anarisa, <laughs> who are legends. Nice. Come on, are they world-class players? Would they get into this team right now? Not entirely sure they would. Uh, no Trent Alexander-Arnold's in that side, who's actually nine. Isn't he actually nine years old today? He's nine, yeah. Nine He's old. younger than Ronaldo. Yeah. Who, who was the Spanish manager that, that said that nobody from the Liverpool team would make it in Real Madrid's 11? Who said that this week? Somebody. Is it Rafa? No, it wasn't. It might have been Del Bosque or somebody. It was ridiculous. Oh, Del Bosque. Oh, oh, Del Bosque. What's he won? Thank you. <laughs> what is he? He doesn't know. He doesn't want enough. You should to be up here. Those huh? comments. Doesn't <laughs> want enough. I mean, Milan Barros for crying out loud started that game, right? Yeah. Speaks for itself. And listen, it's about moments. It's about um, one team giving up at halftime. That's 2005. Um, it was an amazing, amazing moment. But man, it was. I was in Barbados at, at a bar full of scousers. It was the weirdest thing watching that game in 2005. What a moment that was. And I think Klopp said this week to his players, saying, "Listen, 
Think about that team and those players. They are, they are legends. They can walk down the street in Liverpool, Matthew Street, and not pay for a thing because they are forever going to be immortalized. That can be you boys. That can be you guys. And I'm sure Zizou's saying the same thing to Real Madrid. I mean, they are immortalized at this point. Is this one funnel too much for them, though? That's the question, B. I mean, you, you watch Real Madrid. Um, is hunger an issue, having won two already? Or is that just nonsense? Uh, not with this team. I really don't think so. I mean, I think you look at the, the core beyond, beyond Ronaldo, and they're, they're so obsessed with winning. They're so driven. They're, they're, there's a lot of egomaniacs in that side, but it's one collective goal that they can come together, and they've been successful with that. So I really do not think that, that hunger would be an issue with this team if we're talking about them still being in the final two years from now. Uh, I, I really think that you know they're kind of unlike any any other beast. They're they're absolutely addicted to winning, and you know they party for one night and then they're focused on winning again. And it's yeah. this ten month marathon to to get to this final goal, to get to this final position. And I I also wonder how much the World Cup factors it kicking off in three weeks, and how much these players like a Ronaldo and Marcel, these guys are so focused on winning this game and taking that into the World Cup, and how good a feeling that will be to go to your your country and your your setup for the World Cup, thinking of coming off a of Champions League, that confidence, how much drive that gives them, and sure. not that you need extra drive to, to win the Champions League final, but just having that carrot there as well. I think the the team that wins this and the players that go off to their countries with this in their in their pocket are going to feel really good about themselves and about their teams going into that World and, Cup. And Real Madrid have made a real habit of being in the Champions League final in World Cup years. Did it in '98 with. Uh, uh, Carambu, remember Christian Carambu? We yeah. interviewed in. Uh, we did, yeah. We in interviewed London, in London. Five years ago, yeah. And then they did it in 2002. They did it again in 2014. So, yeah. no valid points. The World Cup is obviously on the horizon, sitting there, and uh, I, I'm sure the minute that whistle blows, that's out of their minds entirely. Yeah. It's not a big deal. But, but just think about Henderson and Milner coming off a uh, Champions well, Mil- League final yeah. for England. Milner's you know? not in the squad though, right? He, <laughs> yeah. he retired internationally. Yeah, come back for it to be honest with you but it's, it's, you know I mentioned Zizou there and Zidane and what he's done at Real Madrid and I'm reading all these these experts criticizing Zidane as a manager saying he's not a great tactician you know he's he's, he's fluking his way to success and I don't know if you can win two Champions League titles and one La Liga in his three years by being a bad manager I, 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 I it's I, impossible I, I mean he, he might not be a great tactician but He's got those players playing for each other. And like you mentioned, they're, they're a group of egomaniacs, but yeah. they like each other. They play together. And it reminds me, crossing sports here, the, the 92 93 Blue Jays, the two World Series championships, right? Right. right. They were full of egos. Cito Gaston was vilified for not being a good strategic baseball manager, but he got this team playing together. I think it's very similar. And that is a skill in itself. So I think. Zizou deserves a break whether he's they say he's under pressure they say if he loses this he's gone but it's Real Madrid and the expectation is okay be in a Champions League final and win the league right it's like oh well yeah you're great you're in the Champions League final four out of five years you've won it two in a row and you've got a chance for four to five but you also have to beat Barcelona in the league and you also have to this and that right the expectations are so high there and they should be at a club that spends that kind of money and has that prestige but you know it's always going to be what have you done for me lately? And yes, the Champions League helps, but you need to kind of win the league almost every season there. And that's the strange thing about football too, is despite being such a winner and such an icon as a player, Zidane still is like earning it as a manager. And he's not, he's not perceived as being a deserved 
you know, manager for all the plaudits. He's very much seen like the interim politician that takes over midterm, and he hasn't really won himself re-election, even though he's won two two Champions Leagues. You know, if it wasn't for that poor season with Rafa Benitez, uh, would would Zidane have had that job? I think people still you know look at him, look down on him like that. But if he wins three in a row, I mean. He's, he can have any job that he wants. I mean, that's amazing. Think about that. Three in a row. If they manage that, that is quite remarkable. Yeah. It hasn't happened since the 70s in Bayern Munich. Ah, that was one of my trivia questions, Charms. Yeah. You got trivia questions? I have three trivia questions, you and that was know. one of them. So. Well, I I we got the whole room paying attention. Bust I thought I could throw it out there for the, for the room the, and the for you guys. The last team to win three straight European Cups? Yeah, you just gave yeah. it away. All right. Bayern Munich. Bayern what Munich years? in the 70s. Years. 1974 to 76. What else do you have? If you missed the footy show quiz, buckle up. Because I got two more trivia two questions, questions here. There's absolutely no prizes, but Dunlop will buy you a beer if you get it right. So whoever, whoever gets it right gets a beer from Dunlop. He's, by, he's very upset about Villa. He's going to drink his face off after. All right, first one. You guys ready? You yeah, first it? question. Here we go. Maria's a beer from Dunlop for the winner. So everyone remembers Liverpool's semifinal win over Roma, quarterfinal over Man City. But if you remember, they had to qualify for the Champions League in the playoffs this season. Who did they beat to qualify in the playoffs? Hoffenheim is correct. I'm you got to buy that young man a beer, beer for this man. The, the blue shirt. Very good. I got one more. Since 1970, only two players have ever scored for two different teams in a Champions League final. Ronaldo's one of them. Who is the second one? Since 1970... Mario Mandzukic is correct. Go. Very good. Last year for Juventus. And, and this obviously guy was playing Francesco cool. Madrid. He was like hardly even paying attention Marilyn to the Maryland Manson shirt. Dunlop is also buying you a beer. I don't even think he came for the game. I think you're just hanging out <laughs> in the rec room. You live on Queens Key and you're just up for some pool. He's Croatian. Oh, I appreciate My it. My questions were clearly terrible. They were answered within two seconds. Yeah, they were real no. tough ones, Tom. Yeah. Well, you guys <laughs> wouldn't have got them, so I mean... Don't <laughs> say much. Shut up. <laughs> you, you wouldn't have got them. Good answer. And that's why the All quiz right. podcast died, because we wouldn't get them. Dunlop, you owe both those guys a beer. Perfect. Yeah, On your tab. Good. Um, any Jurgen Klopp fans here? A couple. Oh, couple surprise, surprise. Here, right? The guys with the brand that new table New Balance Liverpool there, shirts. Is, yeah. Those are good looking shirts in person. They are nice, yeah. I saw them on yeah. Instagram. I'm like, in I don't person. know about the collar. No, no, but that, I didn't. Th- I don't like that collar. But in person, like on these guys. Dunlop's going to be okay. wearing one tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> Definitely not. Newest team. Yeah. Even yeah, though. Villa lost. Liverpool shirt. All right. It's turns it inside out. It's actually a Liverpool shirt on the other side. In case they win. I mean, did you see the idiot with the half and half? Did you see the, the there's two idiots with the half and half shirts? They even had the sponsors printed small on the side. No, yeah, no, I mean that. So we, we talk about Zidane being remarkable. You know, going for a third cup in, in three years. What Klopp's done too with that with that Liverpool team when he took over is quite remarkable as well. Yes, he's spent money. He's done a great job. But is there been anyone more refreshing to the Premier League in the last number of years than Jurgen Klopp? What he brings on and off the field, the style of football, number one, but also. Just the personality, the charisma. In a league that has so many dour, sad faces every single week, led by Jose Mourinho, you know, just whining, complaining, oh, woe be me. It's so nice having a guy like Klopp yeah. up there saying, hey, look at these pearly whites. But what's I'm refreshing here. What's refreshing is that just in this day and age, it's, it's so cutthroat and it's so quick. And I think that they actually, when they hired Klopp and they gave him the keys, they said, okay, we know that it's going to take time. And they didn't overreact when things didn't go that well in the first year. And it takes time, and it's just so few and far between these days that anyone gets any time to build a team and actually do it. And if you don't get results right away, you're gone. And 
I mean, it's insane how quickly the, the teams turn over managers these days. So the fact that he actually had time to do it, and now it's paying dividends, and now he can do whatever he wants there, right? It's, it's his, but it's, it's refreshing in that sense that they actually told him, okay, you do what you want to do, you build it, you develop it, and we'll let you do it, and we can handle finishing sixth a couple of years, that's okay. And look what it's, it's gotten them to. It's, it's something more teams should do, and it seems obvious, but teams just don't do it anymore. Tell you a great Jurgen Klopp story. Uh, our only experience with Jurgen Klopp at the Champions League final in 2013 when he was coaching Borussia Dortmund and they lost to Bayern Munich in the pre-match uh, press conference a couple of days before. Bayern Munich had the floor first and it was very formal. It was very, it was yeah, very rigid. Kiss. All uh. the questions were in German. They all had the headsets on. Even the players you knew spoke English. Kept the headsets on and there was one or two questions in English perhaps. And then so Dortmund took the floor and it was Klopp alone first and they'd said, okay, German questions first. There was a couple of questions and then nobody asked anymore. So I, I was sitting next to Grant Wall and he asked a question to which Klopp found hilarious. Uh, I forget what the question was. But hey, Jurgen. Hey, Jurgen. Uh, what do you think about the soccer game going on on Saturday? I love Grant Wall. He's great. <laughs> similar to that. And, uh, and Klopp found it hilarious and started answering in English. And then someone somewhere was very stiff and had made a comment. He's like, Oh, am I really supposed to answer this in German? And then he apologized to Grant Wall, looks at him in the face, and answers it all in German, and then laughed and said it in English, said his answer in English. I thought that said a lot about his character. Yeah, he's a great character. He, he really was. And, you know, you could tell, like, he's not overly stressed about it. No, he, not he's at lost, all. What, he lost five, five straight finals he's lost overall now. And, yeah. you know, you, you can tell it's kind of weighing on him this week when you've heard him speak, and you know he's a little bit. But he just kind of... I feel like he said, I've done what I can with my players and they're going to go out. And, and you, you can tell the players love him, right? You, the amount of times you see players run over to Klopp after a goal and celebrate with them and he wears it and he really is one of them. And I think that, you know, that being a man manager and being a guy that players love is, is actually a, a now a few and far between thing again as well. So, you know, he's got so much going for him in that regard where the players, look like they'll die for him, right? He's, he's likably arrogant, right? Yeah. I mean, because yeah. this week he says, of course we can win, we're, we're Liverpool. It's in our DNA. I mean, that is actually arrogant to say that. But because Klopp says it, it comes across as, oh, that's a great thing to say, what a motivator. Right. Good for you, Jurgen. But that is a good point, though, about, you know, the DNA of the club. Because, quite frankly, the DNA of Real Madrid is winning Champions Leagues not this current Liverpool team right this team knows how to win big games they may not be the best team but they find a way to win, win big games experience against the pretenders and today you mentioned before B that you think it will come down to experience if it's a tie game late you don't think that, that youthful exuberance that naivety of a Trent Alexander-Arnold might, might help the Reds or be I mean let's be honest I just do not they, trust they're going to they're target him right I do not trust their backline Liverpool's at all I haven't I, I mean they give you no reason to you see how many times they give up late goals they like that the uh, the backline's yeah. going to fail he, he just said he doesn't trust your backline he doesn't trust your backline at all hey oh yeah I mean I, I would love to see Liverpool win the game but I do think that there's going to be some some nerves back there and some naivety and Real Madrid will expose it. I, I think that's going to be the big issue for, for Liverpool. Can they, can they pin down back there? I don't know if they can. Well, I mean, listen, if you're Real Madrid right now, you're Zidane, you're saying, okay, first 20 minutes, you target, you target the kid yeah. at right back. You hammer him. Now, he might win that battle. He might be great. He was against uh, Man City. Not so great against Roma, right? But you, you, you target him, you test him. And that'll be a, a fascinating battle. But I don't trust their back line either. 
but it's improved. It's getting better. Virgil van Dijk's come aboard and has changed the whole um, ethos of that, that back four defensive football. Dejan Lovren looks good at times, right? But it's strange because Lovren's a polarizing figure, isn't he? How many times this year have I watched a Reds game saying, man, this guy Lovren, he's, he's playing great. He's yeah. fantastic. And then, oh my God. Always what right has for he done? Hour, yeah. and I feel, I feel he, like, he's missed a header or he slipped. <laughs> I feel like you, you get unlucky where you do that in the halftime show. And then it's that uh, uh, there's a second half mishap where he's he's certainly at fault for them losing. I feel like that with Carius too. Summer I feel like curves. he's just in for a howler today for no reason. You know what I mean? Like Carius, I just feel like Liverpool have so many guys that you just, you expect them to to have a bad moment in that game. You know, I I worry a bit for them. Okay, so man for man then. Let's just go man for man. Compare them, all right? So Kalon Neves or Loris Carius, Neves. I'd, I'd actually don't rate either of them very highly. I think they're both pretty poor keepers. You still don't to be rate honest. Neves high? No, I don't. Well, what is it? He's about a good him? shot stopper, but I just feel he's, he's great at shot he's stopper. So erratic, and I feel like I don't think either of them are close to top ten in the world. I, I feel close. like it's really unfair. I think he's I think he's proven himself. I honestly think that people like nah, if he's he's Costa Rican. Like, how high quality can he be? He's not going to have the international uh, uh, competition that some of the other guys do. I really think that. That that's why we kind of slag him off, but I think he's proven at Real Madrid that he's he's that caliber. He's you know no one's going to be an Iker Casillas, but I think that he's yeah. proven that he can. I just feel like he's a wild card. I feel like he, he has mistakes. He's a great in him. shot stopper, right? Yeah. But he's not going to command his area. But nor is Carrius either at this point. So a bit of a wash there, maybe. Yeah, it's a bit of a wash. Yeah. All right, so um, centre backs. You talk about um, players having a mistake in them or an issue. Sergio Ramos has won everything. He's incredible. Yeah. He's an absolute he's made legend. For the, he's made but, for these finals. Totally. But he's, he's, he's one stupid move from a yellow card or a red card. Yeah, he's been in these games over and over again, and he's scored big goals from the back as well in these games as well. So if you look at the two best centre-backs on the field today, Varane, Ramos, yeah. would you put Van Dijk with them? I think Real Madrid have a, a huge, a huge advantage in the, in the centre-back category. Right. You don't think it's that big of a, a difference? Oh, okay. It's this is, I mean, this is world class. This we haven't is, seen it yet. This is said. a spot for Van Dyke to show that he's world class if he is. This is the game, right? I mean, yeah, totally. it's all well and good to do it when you're battling for fourth. And, you know, against Man City, he was quite, he was decent. But, I mean, against Roma, they shipped five, five over two legs. I mean, I want to see them do it in this kind of match. If Van Dyke wants to be on that level, he has to prove it today. I think Ramos and Verona are already there. Yeah. This is a big one for Van Dyke. He's I, going to be key to this game. To, to counter that then, I'll say if you had, uh, I had the choice of two, I would take Van Dyke with Ramos. Bump Varane out of there. I think Varane is so overrated. I, I mean, he, he's, he, has, he has immense quality, but I, I do feel like that he has this reputation for being super reliable and I, I don't feel like I see it consistently because he doesn't play consistently fullbacks are interesting Marcelo so much fun to watch the best attacking fullback in world football probably can't defend worth anything though and with Mo Salah on that wing it's going to be a fascinating battle which is why you think they put more players in midfield perhaps yeah it'll be interesting to see how they try to help Marcelo because you know that he's not going to be able to stop him one on one and then you have to think that Real Madrid's whole tactical now it's the whole week everything they were thinking about was how do they shut down Salah so you've got to think there's a plan they're not going to just play Marcelo one-on-one with him and try to shut him down so see how they help him and, and you know they might drop back a bit in, in midfield and try to 
take away that and then make Salah try to have to collect the ball further up the field. So that's going to be a key thing to watch as well, for sure. And then Carvajal on the other side is, you know, less of a name as, as Marcelo, back healthy again, which is a huge thing for them. The wide positions, you've got to give it to Real Madrid in attack. I, I would, absolutely. Simply for Marcelo alone. Yeah, yeah. midfield, I think we discussed. Midfield, Cruz, Modric, Casemiro. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, they obviously have the edge there. Up front, though, that's the interesting part. It's Ronaldo, and let, let's give him some love, shall we? I know you want to be. Sure, I, I you mentioned want to, him before, you want to a What, what he keeps floor? doing at 33 years of age is quite incredible. Yeah. Not the player he used to be. He won't beat you one-on-one anymore, but like I say, look at the stat sheet. End of a game, and where was Ronaldo? Oh, two goals. Yeah, I think, and I think the most impressive thing about Ronaldo these days, he's, he's honestly changed completely as a player in about two yeah. seasons. Yeah. He barely touches the ball now but he finishes at a more deadly rate, and it's like the one touches. I mean, I think he had three touches against Juventus and, and scored three times, right? I mean, he's, just, he's a kind of player that he used to always have the ball, he used to run at guys, he used to he used to be terrified if Ronaldo picked the ball up in the wing and running at you, and you don't see it anymore. You know but he still scores, he scores more than he used to because he just gets in the positions and he's there to finish them. It's, it's an amazing transformation. I remember like eight years ago when we used to do the daily podcast, and we would talk about uh, these players aging or how, how excellent they were at such a young age. And I had said, uh, because Ronaldo and Rooney had come on as, as teenagers and were, were so high quality, that they wouldn't play into 35, that they would break down a change by 30-31. Now, I was right about Rooney, but what Ronaldo did differently is just completely changed his game to maximize what he was still good at. And he was always outstanding at first touch, and he always had this lethal instinct of where to be. So he's now just translated that where he's not relying on his pace in the wing and he's doing it in the box. And he could do that for another five, five seasons. Absolutely. People say Ronaldo's slow down, he's getting there, he's getting this. He is going to be a top five player still in five years. He'll still be a top five if, player. If he in the was world. sold today, let's say Real Madrid sell Ronaldo, what's he worth? 150 at, at million. 33 years of age. At least 150. 150 million. Uh, but, but at 33. From, I think from I'm name, from, but from brand worth alone, he'd be more than that. He'd be more. But 200? And it'd be Close someone. Close to Zlatan. But there's no Close way a club will, will spend that much on a 30. I don't care if it's Ronaldo, but a 33 or they won't. There's some Chinese club that would absolutely well, do that. Yes, a Chinese Super yeah. League club would. Shanghai but. Shenhua would absolutely do that if he gave them two million. Well, maybe TFC, you know, euros. they should let, let Javinko go and just sign Ronaldo. What the hell, eh? Rooney's in MLS now, after all, so yeah, soon good. enough. Do you think we'll see Ronaldo in, in Miami? Do you think we'll see Miami in Miami? Because that's <laughs> a joke in itself. Can we t- switch that there for a moment? Anyone who listens to the Dan Lebertard show gets enough of, like, local... Uh, inside us, no one listening is going on. There's no one listening here. Apart no from one's you. listening. Okay. No, no one. He, was, he was up for it. Not he, one person. Oh, there's one. Okay, there's two people. Yeah, he's all down with Miami. <laughs> Who doesn't like to vacation in Miami? And if they have a MLS I'm not team, criticizing the show. Better but reason to go. No one's listening. Okay. We should wrap up soon because the game's yeah, 15 yeah, minutes from kicking off. Yeah, we will. Want to hear so, the Champions League anthem and do a lippa or whoever yeah, that is? The, the hype is, is building. You can you can just feel the tension. You can taste it in the air. We are well. About three hours away from Jordan Henderson lifting the Champions League trophy above his head. Think, eh? <laughs> People are listening. It's fine. I, think we're, I thought you were going to say we're moments away from hearing our buddies uh, Christian Jack and Stephen Caldwell breaking down <laughs> do the best 11 that we just yeah, tried yeah. to go through 1v1. All right, everyone. So uh, sit back, have some pints, uh, enjoy the match, and uh, yeah, we'll see you in a bit. And may your day be better than mine was. <laughs>